Beginning Transmission 130, Clean Room. File under Halloween 3 and 3D. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Fire Water Podcast. Most of the リナジョインブライアン、ジェレマイア、アダム、アンタッド。ドリュースとキュリスタイクもしてるけど、アルコホリックとウィンズ。They You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothans! Manny Bothans is pure genius. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Shame! Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I'm a member. Yeah, I wouldn't take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker. If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website, funnybooksandfirewater.com. So, remind me, <laughs> you just reminded me of an old, old joke that my buddy told me. I think it was on, like, high school or just after. Uh... Kid goes up to his dad and he's like, Dad, what's a vagina look like? And his his dad goes, Well, son, before sex, it looks like this beautiful budding flower. And the kid goes, Well, what does it look like after sex? And his dad goes, Well, son, have you ever seen a bulldog eat mayonnaise? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there was a... Wow. <laughs> There was a, a great um, oh Mar- Margaret Cho uh, she did where she was That's talking about terrible. she got to see her um, a friend of hers give birth and she was there in the, in the hospital room and she's like it was just amazing because it was like you know she in a sense was almost god at that moment she was creating life and all of a sudden her pussy exploded and I was like oh my god her pussy exploded there's a nurse walking around the thing picking up pieces of her pussy and putting it in a basket she's over there just panning for pussy. <laughs> I just sew it back together. It was like Frank and Pussy. Frank and Pussy. It would be a great band name, actually. They're, they're coming to Warp Tour next year. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. That's true. It's not a thing anymore. No. Were you, were you saying, oh, Jesus, to my drink that I said? Yes. <laughs> that one's cruel. It's intense. It's actually a... Because uh, I looked up drinks called Possession, and it's actually, I guess, a Bioshock-themed drink. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but I, I went along with... Fuck it, I'm using it for this. So, um, I sustained... Uh, bodily harm because of one of you today. Oh, did you? Which one was it us? my fault? I will tell you whose fault it was. So, uh, because of my my watch keeps track of my exercise points, I keep it on when I uh, go do uh, boxing. And so today I was uh, I was boxing with uh, my trainer, and all of a sudden my wrist vibrates, which distracts me, and I get clocked in the side <laughs> of the head because I was supposed to be dodging a, a, a uh, oh. And what time uh, was this? This was about uh, one. Th- 36 my time so oh, yeah. uh, about 236 your time oh, yeah. so someone knows exactly who's calling me <laughs> oh was that um, the case? <laughs> so Todd called me and distracted me and I got hit in the side of the head so hey anything I can do yeah well you know so 
Anyway, I, I have uh, so, I've sustained close to a concussion for you, sir. So, so future reference, let us know when you're going boxing so we can be sure to call you. Yeah, Long I need to uh, I need to put my phone on uh, or my my watch on. Uh, do not disturb. I need to learn to to do that as well. So, hey, and welcome to episode 130. Yes, indeed, it's 130 uh, of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, this week, we are continuing on with our Halloween spooktacular. Spooky vision. In 3D. Smell of vision. Uh, yeah, volume three of our Halloween books. Smell of vision. Uh, that, that, I just think of Maya's joke when you say that. And I don't <laughs> actually, actually John, so one of John Waters' films, I think it might have been polyester, actually was in Smell of yeah, vision. Yeah, it was, that actually. Was I've seen... I saw a documentary at some point in time where they talked about that. Yeah, so this week we are doing Clean Room uh, by Gail Simone and Jonathan Davis Hurt. It is not a clean room. It is not a clean room, no. Uh, all sitting together in the clean room, we will start with one of the uh, owners of that clean room, Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. I am the reviews editor and film critic for Big Shiny Robot. Also, still figuring out what we're doing with uh, the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. And of course, you can also find me over on uh, our other podcast, Cinema Queens, with our good friend Chris. Hi, Chris. Yes. And aside from that, you all also be curating our Grinder Scruff and Tights with a Z account. Uh, the other resident of uh, Shea McDonald, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, uh, I'm Jeremiah. You, when you're not listening to me here on Funny Books and Firewater, you can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Or just, you know, come come yell at me. Uh, we'll talk about things. I like just start things. randomly yelling at, in the middle of the street in downtown yeah. Salt Lake, and, yeah. and Maya will show up. I'll, I'll, I'll hear you. He shows up like a superhero. He's he's like One Punch Man. He just shows up when the really important things happen. You need a really good catchphrase. Like, Aaron Paul is now forever ruined, because his is just, bitch! <laughs> That's his catchphrase. He stole, he stole that from me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've heard the people just yell that at him at the airport randomly. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm sure he Say loves bitch. it. I'm sure bitch. he loves it. Yeah. He, he just got cast in uh, Westworld Season 3, I think, is what yeah. I saw the other day. It's because his movie career was doing so great after... What was the name of that one? It was a video game, like Need for Speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He starred in Need for Speed. <laughs> I actually heard that movie wasn't that horrible. But they, I don't think they showed it to us, or I was working or something. All right. The thing is, there's not a lot of interesting things going on in film right now. Like, basically, what used to be in- interesting independent film is now television. Right. So that's kind of where that's where the, the, the good shit is anyway. The platinum age of television. I heard that that's phrase true. the other day, and I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. Platinum like age, huh? Yeah, it sounds a little too Paris Hilton-y for me. Uh, yeah, just a bit. Um, speaking of people who randomly yell bitch, we have Mr. Todd. Hey, I'm Todd, and apparently I randomly yell bitch. Why not? Why just figured I'd throw not? That for fun. So, no, it works. Um, I'm here in Utah as well, and when I'm not trying to get my buddies clocked on the side of the head, you can hear <laughs> this podcast. I also do the English class hooligans with the host of this cat wrangling escapade and my better half Amy. Hi, Hi better Amy. half Amy. Hi Amy. Thank you. It's like, God damn it, Maya, speak. That's up. right. That's why I just <laughs> slapped him. So oh, is that is that what I heard yeah. in the background was you hitting my Yeah, I, I hit oh, his okay. leg with the back of my hand. If that wasn't gonna work, I would tell him again. <laughs> so um But, but he <laughs> loves me. You gave him a second black eye because you told him twice. That's right. He's my dishwasher. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's a man. And still telling well, I think I've never, I've never seen his dick, so he could be a woman. Oh? Oh, no. Hey. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> Maya! <laughs> On a rating of one to what is that? We have it's a twoo. It's Maya. Twoo. It's twoo. Oh, it's twoo. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. Todd Salt Lake. Come say hi. Find me on my other shows. We'll have good times. Speaking of which, I got new business cards for that other show oh, today. They're right in the mail. Yes, yeah, so our, our our joint business cards for Funny Books and Firewater and English Class Williams have arrived. Sounds fancy. They're Ooh, they're pretty fancy. fancy. There we go. I also I had personal ones for for me as well being made so that because uh, I kept running into people who I was like. Oh, I should actually give you my information. So I, I have business cards for me now as well. So, so hi. Yeah, uh, hey, Brian. Sorry. On a funny side note with business cards, yeah. my work one is way too uh, colorful and flashy. I'm not a big fan of them. But they are where they are. But there was a talk of one. You're not a, you're not a fan of colorful, flashy business cards. You're going to hate the ones I made. Well, these are, well, we'll look at the. It's our podcast is one kind of thing. 
what I do okay. at work is another kind of thing. Okay. Cooking? So, it is, but, um, so <laughs> where I work is we paint shit and do other shit to shit. So, <laughs> but we do a lot of metal finishing. So there was a thought at one point we should have business cards that say certified MF. And when my cousin yeah. John and I heard that, it's like, we can be certified MFs. And it's like, yeah, what do you think of that? I'm like, that sounds like the most amazing thing in the world. What a yeah. business card that says Me certified too. MF. And I'm like, fuck well, yeah. Didn't happen though. Technically, Todd, after December, you will be a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, sure. But am I certified? <laughs> certified? I don't know. Certifiable, but no. If that you're on this show, so you're certifiable. That's, that's for, right. For sure. But a certified MF, I always thought that was kind of cool. So, all right, go back to your introduction. I interrupted. That's all good. Uh, introduction. Um, yeah, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. I have a bunch of shit that I just can't talk about, unfortunately. It's, you know, it's the nature you of the gig. You do stuff. I do stuff. I do stuff. You, you, you might be aware of the stuff I do, but, I, but you're not aware that I'm the one who did it. Stuff and things. Stuff and things and things and stuff and, you know, all sorts of stuff. There's so, Brian stuffing things. There, there I am. Stuffing. I'm a thing. Stuff me. <laughs> You know? I got nipples. Can you milk me? Yeah. There you go. Let's do it. So, clean room. Do we have a brief explanation for this book? So, uh, there's this. And again, this is going to go with one of our upcoming drinking games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this author, and she wrote this book, and people read the book, and it kind of turns into like a Scientology type thing. Uh, yeah, so this it, woman it's her, Scientology. Yeah, it's very, it's very <laughs> much uh, uh, influenced by Scientology. So, Chloe's this reporter, and her brother gets involved with this, kind of gets high up there. And then one day comes home and kills himself. So she's trying to figure out what happened to him. So she goes to uh, try to infiltrate it, get an interview with Astrid, who is the leader of the, and the author who wrote the book, and just trying to figure out exactly what happened that made her brother kill himself. And then wackiness and stuff, and stuff happens. And stuff yeah. happens, which stuff we'll cover later. Well, uh, since you did mention the drinking game, why don't we jump into that right now? And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule? No wire hangers. It's no more wire hangers. No more wire hangers. That's the actual quote, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, every time someone's told to interrupt this person while in doing a certain exercise or process in the room, says, I'm not allowed to interrupt this person. You got to do it. You need to take it. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, so mine is called Internal Monologue. Every time there's a black thought bubble on a page, take a drink. But because I'm not totally evil, it's just once per page. <laughs> and then Mr. Maya. Uh, mine's called Ass Titties. Ass Titties. Ass, ass, titties, titties, ass, and titties. Uh, anytime there's a nudity, take a drink. You know, there's uh, a cat tattoo on a boob I rather enjoyed. I thought it was not bad. Pussy boob. A little bit. <laughs> uh, it's true. Um, and then I kind of did two. Um, I have coffee, tea, or me, which is every time they drink a beverage, so do you. Because for some reason, everyone's getting coffee in this, but I guess it is sort of a Hollywood kind of thing. And then also I have smells like Scientology, which is... Take a drink every time you recognize a similarity to Scientology, which if you've watched as many of the Leah Renemini documentary TV series and all that kind of stuff that I have, you will probably recognize it, uh, which I always find funny religious people who are fascinated by Scientology because like, oh, it's so crazy. And I was like, but is it that much crazier than the shit you believe? <laughs> no, 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 not that crazy. I mean, you believe that you literally eat the blood and flesh of Christ and it turns into that in your stomach. Transubstantiation, baby. And there's even a word for it. And there is the word it. for it, transubstantiation. Mm-hmm. Moving right along, let's jump uh, right into votes as to whether or not we feel it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to go uh, and find and read this book. Uh, what is your vote, Mr. Adam? Uh, yes. Mr. Maya? Uh, sure. Mr. Todd? Yeah, it's all right. I'm with Mr. Todd. I'm kind of on the fence. It's all right. It's not a drop everything and go read it now. So... Any other forewarnings we feel like we should give to people? There, There is a lot of uh, Scientology kind of-ish stuff in there. Uh, it's, it's a little... Well, there's nudity. There's some creepy yeah. monstery stuff in it. 
Yeah, someone's face turns upside down. Yeah, there, there's a few disturbing images. I mean, we are doing Halloween yeah. month. It's, it is nothing compared to Neonomicon. Like, it's nothing compared to Neonomicon. That's the one we always go back to, like, oh, it's that book. <laughs> yeah, that or, or Bo, 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 Bo. But that, that book was just, like, disturbing and gross unnecessarily. This one, I kind of see where they're going with it. And uh, there's an un- interesting thing that I'll, I'll mention later when we get into spoiler territory. But, uh, yeah, does is, is anybody else think of anything that people should be forewarned about if they're going to go read this book? Aside from the fact that it's not for kids? <laughs> yes, yeah, not for kids. Yeah, kids should not be listening to this show. I'm sorry. Like, If you're a parent and you've got kids who, like, don't leave it lying around for them to find, basically. Yeah, no. Or do. Or, or, or do, and then you won't have to give them the sex talk. So there's that. And there you go. Yeah. really bizarre kink. But, uh, you know. I'm going to ask, what's a labia piercing? Is that in there? Yeah. yeah. When she goes in the clean room, she has to take her labia piercing out. Have I ever told you my story about that? No. Your, about your labia piercing? No, not my labia piercing. <laughs> have I ever told you the story? Okay. No, I, we're, I'm all ears now. It won't get stuck in your cock ring? No, 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 no. Uh, okay. So. Ow. <laughs> Although I will say, I am a fan of the labia piercing because it does help with navigation. But anyway, <laughs> yes. But anyway, that's way more personal. Dude, are you saying I should get my asshole pierced? Do you need people to have help navigating anything? No, it's wide open. It's right there. Yeah, so I don't think you, you know, need. No, there's the bloodhound gang navigation it's like, method. It's yeah, like throwing is. a hot dog down the hallway. Yeah, exactly. No, so I do. <laughs> so Adam doesn't hurt. It's just a light breeze. <laughs> It's like the North Wind yeah. <laughs> going through a valley. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I thought my story about a labia piercing was going to be the most disturbing thing on this episode, but and every so often you suddenly hear. <laughs> top that, bitch! All right, Brian, your turn. I can't top that. I'm, I mean. Like... <laughs> It's, no, go ahead. You're so, right. So which is which is worse, this conversation or the, the microwave cum conversation I got in trouble for? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear that one yet. Actually, I'm I'm way behind it my podcast. On, it was just on Cinema Queens, I and know, uh, yeah. we were making a joke about it that it loses all its flavor that way. Mm-hmm. And apparently, someone wasn't Cook very happy without that. Took all the flavor out of it. We have to make a hole in the middle so it'll heat evenly. <laughs> I think I saw that method on Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, that, was, that was one of their sabotages. <laughs> Instead of cream, we took, all you, we took all your fresh cum away and make you use microwave. <laughs> For all comments, please send them to <laughs> cinemaqueens at gmail.com. At least we're not that. At least we're not, <laughs> at least we're not <laughs> So, clean room. Yes. Clean room. Unlike our talk. Are we ready to take our break? We'll take our break, and while we're on the break, I will tell you the story <laughs> of, of the pierced labia. And uh, I will either leave it in or I will cut it out. We'll see what. when I, I hope you leave all, all the stuff we just talked about in, oh, because that, that was comedy gold. That, that, well, that, oh. that's staying in, because the nice thing about it is, is I think I cut out the last... Com- Maybe I left it in the last time you mentioned why we started saying at least we're not cinema queens. I might have had that to- wasn't like way come part, yeah, yeah, because I think I took that part out because there was other things in there that we were censoring, like personal. Fa- oh yeah, because it was like personal stuff. Yeah, yeah, personal factoids and things like that. Not that we don't love you and all, but we, we we're not real celebrities or real famous people. So I'm sure you're all lovely people, but we don't want you stalking us. Maybe Adam does, but the rest of us are. I, I don't. I already have a stalker. I don't need another one. That's true. Yeah, you live with yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I met my stalker, and he was really nice. Is that Maya? Uh, Maya, are you the stalker? Yeah. Okay. I am. I thought you were stalking me, Maya. I am. I've seen Skin Suit like three times in the last two weeks. It's been really creepy. Yeah, no, we saw him at a screening. We saw him like at Smith's. I haven't seen him in months. And, it's and then nice. I think we saw him like at FY or something. But no, we were at Smith's, and I was like, like fuck, it's Skin Suit over in the produce aisle. And I need onions. Skin Suit <laughs> in the produce aisle? We have a price check on skin suits. Price check on skin suits. Condoms, Rose. Condoms, condoms, condoms. Our, our gay audience will get that one. So. Okay. Well, that one was for yeah. you, gay audience. Congratulations. Because it's here afterwards where the guy gets on the thing and goes, We need a price on condoms. Never mind. <laughs> okay. A little bit. So, this is the point in time where we take a little bit of a break. We <laughs> allow you to go read the book. I try to get these cats herded back into a central pen. <laughs> And we try to continue on with the show. So, uh, yeah. so take there'll be a little break. If you want to read the book, go ahead and pause us uh, during the little break, and then when you press play again through the magic, we'll discuss it along with you. Now that you will have been have read the book, or if you're one of those people who doesn't really care, 
Um, I suspect that you want to know what is in the book without actually going through the process of actually doing that, you know, reading thing. And so we take the bullet for you. And then you can sit there and act like you've read all these comics that we've actually gone to the trouble of doing it. That's your thing. That's cool, too. Keep on playing and we'll see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Hi, everybody. This is Matt. And I'm Trevor. We're the co-hosts of the Nighthawks podcast, a movie podcast for people who like to stay up late. We've just joined the Hello, Sweetie podcast network, expanding our podcast empire and bringing the world to its knees. Take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. We're going to talk to you about movies. We've got new movies, old movies, movies we love, movies nobody loves. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and at nighthawkspodcast.com. Hey, that was pretty good. Do you think they'll listen? Uh, the good ones always do. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate you all. You know, that cold breeze will never be the same again. True. Well, now I'm just imagining uh, sagebrush just sort of blowing across your apartment every time. Tumbleweed. Adam Tumbleweed. Those, those, are my, those are my pubes. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least we're not cinema queens. <laughs> So, uh, gross. gross. Okay, so, well, uh, Mr. Fart in the Wind, or Farting Wind. <laughs> Is that your, uh, yes. your, uh, That's my, it's my, name? my Native American name. Native American yeah. Farting Wind. <laughs> um, would you like to offend everyone today? <laughs> farting Wind. Apparently, that's what we're in the mood for right now. I had an Asian joke, but I decided not to say it, so. Uh, we appreciate that. Would you like to give us a quick summary as to the actual plot of this book and spoil the shit out of it? Um, yeah, so, you know, like Chloe, it starts out that there's this little girl, I think they're in Russia, is this like that? Yeah, I think I, can, so. I don't remember what um, what city they were in, but uh, she gets, <clears throat> this car comes and, like, runs over her, and then the guy in the car is like, oh, we gotta make sure we did it right, and so backs over her again, and she ends up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. All we're told about that, and then, uh... Now, the story is that this woman, Chloe, she's trying to figure out what happened because her brother got involved like, in this cult thing, came home and killed himself. So she's uh, trying to infiltrate the place to kind of get, you know, find out what's going on. Uh, and but, no, at the very beginning, she goes to kill herself. I think mean, it was because she was depressed because of her brother. She takes sleeping pills. She goes in the water to drown herself. She sees this weird vision, wakes up in the hospital because like, these people found her and brought her back, you know, brought her to the hospital. But now because of this, when she's at the... The, what's the name of the society? Uh, oh crap! I just don't have my iPad with me, so. A piece, and by the way, while we're looking this up, um, it doesn't say Russia specifically, but it's sort of like somewhat, somewhat of a European country, and they're not speaking English. They don't even say what language it is, so they could be German, it could be, um, uh, you know, somewhere else. But it seems very, the architecture seems very sort of it, like, it's like Eastern Europe, you know, that kind of yeah, Eastern Europe, something or other. Yeah, did no, they not actually say a location? They, say they, a location they for... do say it somewhere in here. I mean, they have a sign yeah, for Enbonnestrabia. You know the pronunciation. The book is An Honest World Unlocking the Explosive Potential Inside. Mm-hmm. The Honest World Foundation. Okay. So she goes She goes there because she, she wants to get an interview with Astrid, who's the one who's kind of in charge of everything. And she ends up kind of meeting her second in command. Well, while she's there, though, she like, starts having these visions. Like, she sees this weird demon thing that's saying horrible fucked up things about, like, raping women and stuff. Pretty, pretty disgusting and kind of vile. Chloe says, nope, I'm going to stay here until I actually, you know, get what I came for. And finally, Astrid ends up walking in. Anyways, the cops are heading out because there's this homeless guy who was killed. And uh, Chloe actually met up with him earlier and uh, gave him some, some clothes. Uh, and the guy's literally been tied in a knot. Like, he's... He's got lacerations on him, but there's no blood. It's really, really weird. Uh, they get they go back to Chloe and Astrid have a meeting. Uh, again, Chloe's seeing weird demons and kinds of stuff. And then Astrid's like, hey, I'm going to take you to the clean room. And she's like, well, okay. And she's like, but once you go in there, you're going to be changed, and you'll never be the same again. So they go in there, and there's a gentleman who's like her patient. And we find out that the clean room actually is a thing that can... It's kind of like uh, the Cerebro in the X-Men movies. Yeah, where you that's kind of what I thought about it, out. too. <clears throat> And so she helps this guy who had a problem where he was like cutting people's eyes out and they kind of make him go back and relive the trauma so he can go home and, you know, be a different person. And not cut people's eyes out anymore. And not cut people's eyes But unfortunately, when he gets home, the demons that he was afraid of, these weird white monkeys, uh, kind of attack him and possess him. Like they do. Like you do, like yeah. Like you do. Uh, and then he goes to Chloe's house to try to, you know, probably we're assuming kill her. 
her redneck friends are there and try to kick him out, but he ends up kicking the crap out of them. Um, Chloe, meantime, has left uh, the society and she's at this place. She's like in the bathroom and this thing attacks her. She's saved by Astrid's right-hand woman. Uh, meanwhile, Astrid's actually back in the in the clean room with this Asian dude and you find out that there's this demon that she's trying to possess. So the demon possesses this guy, rips out his eyes, starts saying a bunch of horrible fucked up things. Uh, the beginning like, of the fourth book uh, flashes back to her meeting the scientist who wants to help him create this weapon. And it's really creepy because he'll, they'll promise that these, this hot guy and this hot girl will stand naked for him for like a minute a day or something like that, 90 seconds. Uh, Astrid's uh, second command is racing back to get help her because there is this uh, this Hollywood movie star uh, ended up killing himself and he was a huge donor member of the society and that because of that now everyone's you know everything's falling apart the world's going crazy all their clients are leaving so she says you have to go get Astrid out of the clean room so we can tell her what's going on uh, but they're like no we can't do that because she's done this experiment thing meantime this demon's trying to get out blah 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 takes his face turns it upside down which is really gross and disgusting. And that's when her her like kind of bodyguard in there shoots and kills the thing. Uh, Chloe gets back home. There's a, another demon there. Do uh, back in the clean room. The demon that was pissing the Asian guy is now trying to find someone else. There's a bunch of nudity. This weird creature. The demon thing was awful. Now it's just trying to find a host, so it possesses the guy who got cut, uh, twisted into knots. Back in the clean room, the bodyguard gets possessed by the demon, and so we find out that Astrid has this thing in place that she can say a certain word, and then it'll switch back to a scenario from one of her lieutenant's lives, and actually has like a kill switch on them, so that they'll come back to their their senses. We find out there's this guy called the Surgeon, who's now coming to do horrible things to Chloe, presumably kill her. We also find out exactly why uh, her brother shot and killed himself. Surgeon shows up. We find out that actually was the doctor who took care of Chloe when she was trying to kill herself. She comes in, she attacks, tries to kill him. He put knives to his head, doesn't kill him, so obviously he's like a demon of some sort. And then Astrid threatens that, uh, I guess, so apparently the thing is that there's, whether they're demons, whether they're you know evil angels, whatever, but they're, where they get, they're incarcerated at is this place up in the solar system above the Earth. And so Astrid tells the surgeon that if he doesn't leave, that they are going to blow it up. So he leaves. And then... Uh, Chloe meets up with Astrid and they kind of look like they join forces to basically fight off these evil demons whatever they are which is pretty much what Astrid's whole society is about was trying to save Earth from these evil demons also known as Thetans you, you know Scientology yeah yeah Thetans yeah yeah you know the Scientologists <laughs> yes yes so okay so the Scientology like so obviously I'm not the only one who saw all the Scientology connection to it or was it because I'd mentioned it in a previous episode that there was a lot oh, of Oh no it was it was like I don't even, Scientology and I I don't even know like I'm not even that familiar with much about Scientology but even I like picked up on like oh there this is similar Well yeah I mean there's the whole Hollywood, you know, celebrity connection, and there's the whole author writes a book, and then the book becomes a religion, and then there's, you know, the science fiction sort of thing, and then and there's... You go up different levels, and they call you different names, like Priamotes, instead of, like, you yeah. know, uh, people who are, like, uh, psychic and well, stuff. Her, her, hers was based off of, like, chess pieces, wasn't it? Like, rooks and queens and... Yeah, so basically, if you were a rook, you were a really important player. And her lieutenants were known as rooks, so... Yeah, so, I mean, so there's that connection. The thing I also had just noticed, and I was going to see if anybody else noticed this, I thought it was just interesting that there is so much nudity, especially female nudity, in a book written by a woman, and you would almost think that that would be not the case. But, like, this has... A, I just thought that was really kind of interesting. I don't know if that's a, if it's just for the most part the, the nudity wasn't meant to be pornographic. No, it's true, and it's not yeah. necessarily sexual to a certain extent. I mean, it is, it's it's manipulative, but it's yes, manipulative. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the nudity in Westworld. I've only seen a couple episodes, but yeah. there is nudity in that, and it's very clinical and d- detached. Yeah, uh, it was it was never used to titillate the audience. It was more there to serve a purpose. Ah, uh-huh, titillate. <laughs> ass titties, ass titties. <laughs> a little bit. Of... Okay, Todd. Well, what are your thoughts? It's interesting going through it is with the artwork and stuff going on, there was definitely gruesome. I mean, you've got this whole sequence where the guy's like, here, let me rearrange my face. And then all of a sudden peeking through the eyeball slots, you can see the smile and whatnot. And his tongue. And his tongue. Yeah. That was gross. And watching it move and just, I I was putting a mental soundtrack. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
and sound effects into my brain <laughs> okay. while that was, was it, going on. Was, was your mental soundtrack Yaggy Sax? You know, I can play that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, you play saxophone. Do you still have a saxophone? <laughs> Yeah, I've got like five of them. Haven't now he just them in plays 20 the, years. Now he just plays the saxophone. No, he, he, he yeah. plays the skin flute. The Damn skin it, that was going to be my joke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beat you to it, sucker. Ah, drink, right. fucker. <laughs> so you've got that going on, and the art was pretty good. And even, so you've got the nudity and whatnot. I even like the little bits where she's got the um, bleached hair or just the gray spot in her hair. I well, used no, to have a, a blonde a streak touch. like that back in the day. You know, when you were in eighth grade and you had the uh, oh, yeah. slide. My long hair, hippie was... hair that I had in eighth grade. I don't know if and I ever grew it longer than that. Denim. I always wanted to, but I never really grew it longer than that. I, I refer to that as your denim phase of life. Yeah, sort of. That was like sort my pseudo, well, the denim phase was a little before, a little after. I don't remember which, but like, I guess I just for me all all the photos like because at the time it was at least in Utah it was trendy uh-huh. to wear a denim shirt with denim jeans like it was like a sort of a '90s sort of thing of like all fucking denim. And Otherwise I, known as a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, pretty much. And then of course those braided belts, <laughs> those those weaved leather belts thing so of course i had one of those uh, as well that was a little bit too long and then you would do like a little knot on it and tip it like yeah i did all that shit well yeah. you know what super mario's favorite fabric is right what what is that denim 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 get out <sighs> denim, denim. No, i like that joke that's a joke you can tell your mother that's cute <laughs> that's a joke you can tell your mother that's the cleanest joke we've ever done on this show maybe probably well, mother should I'll listen to this episode. <laughs> my mom, no, my no. mom doesn't listen to this show at all. She disowned me. I good because don't, this show don't tell her different. what don't tell her what station our podcast. is on. <laughs> No, she's it's actually on. a really big fan of Hooligans. Actually, four point two. My it's mom like harasses me when Hooligans hasn't come out for a while. She's like, oh, there hasn't been a new episode in a while. I'm like, I'm working on it, mom. I'm working on it. It's like when grandma calls you and she's like, what channel is the Netflix on? Yeah. It, I well, I, I used to work doing customer support for for a streaming service, and we get phone calls. Asking what channel that we were on. <laughs> we're on the button. Let's push the button. So, um, back to the book. It's interesting. So, you've got these different characters. You've got a journalist that no longer gives a fuck about everything else in her not, life. Not a single fuck. So, she's going in. It's like, oh, we will make your life difficult. And she just doesn't care. And so, she's going to try to expose. And, you know, you a lot of the characters there. You have even the kindly old doctor that turns out to be this weird possessed kind of dude and she's going through and there really is devils and demons and everything else going on so all the ingredients are there it's fairly well crafted but it's i'm not sure it's just it seems a bit forced at the end of the day yeah it just feels like it's kind of it feels forced I, I agree with that. Like, uh, for me, I feel like I didn't love it, but I have a really hard time pointing to the flaw that made me fall out of it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm when you're mis- in that same mindset. So, I mean, like, I didn't hate it, but I. Yeah, I didn't hate it, and there's a lot of like. Technically, there's a lot of good things. I think the art is really good. Uh-huh. I think I think the writing has some interesting things to say. There's just something about it that doesn't make me go, "Oh, you absolutely have to read this." And I guess for me, I I, I kind of. I'm still willing to maybe give the second book a try because to be honest with you, we didn't like the first book of Animal Man and I read the second trade just to sort of give it a shot and the second trade yeah. I lot, liked significantly more. Okay. And, and and right now, this is three books. I looked it up on Comixology uh-huh. and the, the uh, description for volume three, which came out in 2017, says the end of season one. So I'm assuming that it kind of wraps up but leaves it open to more if uh, Gail Simone wanted to go back and do more for Vertigo. Gotcha. Uh, right. But the trick is, I guess, and a little bit of inside baseball there, the deal for Vertigo is not nearly so good as it is for Image. Yeah. So getting people to write a book for Vertigo is a bit of a trick. I think a lot of times your Vertigo stuff. gig, I, I'm wondering, I mean, this is me just sort of making an assumption, right. but I'm wondering if the Vertigo gig is also sort of tied into like a gig with DC in general, like, hey, We'll give you, we'll pay you a bunch for Superman, and we will allow you to publish, you know, a self-published book for for that, and we'll pay you a little extra than we normally would for that Vertigo book, because you'll do our Superman book for us or whatever. You know what I mean? That might be the case. I mean, Gail Simone is 
plenty well established. We did her she birds is. prey book yeah, yeah, no, back in the day. She she's a heavy hitter, you know. She's absolutely. Uh, she's a big name, so she's one of those names that like if I was flipping through the list of people uh, guests attending a con, I'd be like, oh fuck, I definitely have to go hunt her up. You know what I mean? And get some right. stuff signed, at least say hey. She was at like New York Comic Con when I was there, but like not on the same days mm-hmm. that I was there. But like that would have been one that I would have totally hunted her down and you know got her to sign yeah. something. So, yeah, as it's going through, and it's, yeah, pointing at it, it just seems, and kind of going through, there's a coldness to it, a little bit detached. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to get, I guess, invested. And I think you've got that's kind of what they're going for, but, like, it's almost too effective. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's a little bit like David Fincher, master filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But there is a cold detachment that comes with a lot of his films as you're watching through it. I, I think the epitome of that is uh, social network. Sure, absolutely. That can prove to be a bit of a challenge as I was going through this. I mean, you've got this main character with this very personal vendetta, and yet at the same time, it's how much do I empathize? I, I guess I'm having a tough time with empathy, or even looking at they're trying to turn, you've got the person heading these organizations, she got ran over as a kid, and now she's running this shadowy organization and how much do I even care about her how much I'm not sure I got one over with her story and I think that's the real trick there for this so and it's not bad I mean I definitely read it I enjoyed it as I was going through it but it didn't grab me at the end of the day yeah no I get that uh, Mr. Meyer what are your thoughts I'm kind of right there with you guys um, about halfway through I kind of figured out that oh like you know chloe and uh astrid by by the end of this like astrid's i, I kind of figured out astrid wasn't the bad guy mm-hmm. and i'm like they'll they'll end up working together by the end of this and that's kind of exactly where the book left us mm-hmm. um but i mean yeah it, to me it just kind of seemed uh, you know the the writing itself was solid but just kind of the progression seemed kind of paint by numbers to me like it, I mean, there weren't any real surprises, other than you know, like as far as the actual story goes. Not, but like you know, with the face turned upside down and, and some of the other stuff that got me to go, ooh. But uh, no, no real shockers in there for me. Gotcha. So I guess I mean it is a Vertigo title, and is this a creator-owned event, or is this an original idea from her, or do you think it was uh, an assignment? Um, most of the Vertigo books are. Creator, creator owned, and let's let's you start getting into like the like the Sandman stuff that's going on now. That's kind of curated by Neil uh, Gaiman. Well, you've got that, but even like the Losers, I love the Losers. That was an Andy Diggle jock thing, but the Losers was a DC property. Well, yeah, that they reused. But anything that's an original Vertigo thing that's never been published before by DC. All right, so sure, but okay, yeah, Sheriff of Babylon. That's that's a Tom King. Right, and it was put out by Vertigo, yeah. and that's definitely in there, but it, it feels how much of it is an assignment versus a, hey, I really want to do this. Does this feel like a passion project? In a lot of ways, I guess, is the question. I'd have to see where this work goes. I'd, I'd be down, you know, while I said it didn't really wow me, I, it left enough of an impression on me, I kind of want to read the other two volumes just to kind of see where it ends up and where it goes. Sure. And maybe judge it as a whole instead of as a, you know, a volume one, volume two. So are there just two more trades and it's done? Uh, well, For the first season. That's, like, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying earlier on Comixology. The the uh, description for volume three says the end of season one. Oh, okay. So that leaves it open to whenever, I would assume whenever Gail Simone has time or feels like it, she'll come back and write more. She probably has an idea, I would assume, of where the, to go after that. But yeah. There's, as of right now, there's three trades, but I'm assuming it leaves it kind of open. Adam, what is your thoughts? So I think I'm kind of in the minority here. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to say it was a perfect book by any means, but uh, as, you know, Todd and Maya said, it was that you kind of saw the the twist coming. You kind of knew what was going to end. For me, it was kind of more of a thing of it's not so much the the destination as much as the journey. And there was, it was an interesting way to get there. Uh, You know, it was, it was gross. It was kind of over the top and it, but I don't. I had a lot of fun with that. Maybe when I first started, I didn't. I was kind of like, "Yeah, this is okay, whatever." Uh, and then as she kind of started getting into the society, meeting Astrid, seeing what the clean room really was, uh, I kind of just it kind of got its hooks in me, and I was really excited to see where it went and kind of uh, you know how it got there. 
Uh, it's definitely a perfect book for the month of October because there's like some gross stuff in there. I mean, aside from just the the guy turning his face upside down when she can see the demons and hearing the horrible shit they're saying, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of fucked up stuff in there, and that's it. Kind of almost felt like I don't know if it was just me because we just started watching because as we record this, we just are one week into the new American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like uh, part of a season of that, like you know, the first episode or so that was kind of introducing you to the story yeah. where it was going to go. So it really had that vibe to it, and. Just because, you know, as of right now, I'm really on the fence about how I feel about the new American Horror Story. Maybe this kind of helps scratch that itch of what I was hoping that would do. So, Well, and I think similar to that new American Horror Story, like, I'm not in love with this particular volume of the book, but I'm interested enough to give it another, tr- like, a volume two try to see if it pays off. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, me too. And so that's kind of where I'm at. And I think, I think Adam, I, I mean, not to speak for Maya and Todd, but I, I kind of get the vibe that they're kind of in a similar place of, like, this feels cold and a little disconnected and, like, Technically, it's it's well done, but there's just something about it that doesn't totally sing. But maybe that's something of like it's establishing this distant world, and then it really starts to kick ass in you know volume two and volume three kind of thing. And, I, and I'm kind of wondering like if if we were to read all three volumes at once, or if they eventually released a trade that's all of it in one book, kind of like mm-hmm. what they're calling season one altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if that would completely change the way. Our perspective of the book. If, if, yeah, exactly, and that's well, and that's kind of why why I'm willing to give uh, volume two and three. Yeah, let me actually go. Like, so it, it was on sale for cheap. I was like five bucks in Comicsology for the oh, first really? one. So I'm just going to hop on while we're talking to see what the other ones are. Well, cool. Um, while you're looking at that, uh, how do people feel about doing some cocktails? Behold, Mr. Boom. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boom. and make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics transform. I got one. You got one? Well, then what is it? Uh, so mine's called uh, Possession. Just because, you know, we're dealing with demons here. And it's nine-tenths of the law. Even though they might be demons of different kinds of demons than what we're traditionally used to. So first, uh, it's so the drink is called Possession. Uh, first, you're going to make an absinthe froth. Like um, you do. Mm, frothy. A frothy absinthe. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that lady appears in for. <laughs> Um, and this is in the uh, British measurements. Uh, but you're going to take one egg white, 25 milliliters of sugar syrup, 25 milliliters of water, 25 milliliters of absinthe. Uh, you're going to combine them all in a blender and then whisk it until foam fo- foam forms. Uh, skin some off, and then you'll add it to the top of the drink, which we'll make here now. Uh, the ingredients are you're going to need one bunch of basil, half a lemon, half a lime, 25 milliliters of sugar syrup, and 50 milliliters of Tanqueray gin. Uh, add the basil and lemon half into a cocktail shaker and muddle the two heavily. Next, add a shot of the sugar syrup to the mix, and then add in the Tanqueray gin, double measure, fill it to the top with ice, and shake vigorously. Then strain it through a strainer, forcing out uh, any remaining liquid out of the ingredients. And then serve it in a rocks glass with fresh ice. 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 Uh, ice. And, then, and then top it off with that absinthe froth. Cool. Wow. Sounds absinthe froth. Really complicated. I don't think my credit score is good enough to have that drink. I know, right? <laughs> that absinthe froth is just. Uh, who likes licorice? I do, oh. I do. Well, Mr. Todd, what is your yes, cocktail? Yes, he does. Well,. Going through this is you once you have a possession, the best way to get rid of a possession <laughs> is Exorcism? with a good. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> or penicillin. Oh, uh, so my drink is the penicillin. Okay, so it's a uh, scotch. It's a whiskey mixed drink. So what this is, it's um, two ounces of a, a famous grouse blended scotch. You've got one ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce <clears throat> of ginger honey syrup. So you want to add those all together in a shaker. You shake the shit out of it, put it in a rocks glass. And then after you've done that, strain, um, and you want to float some Lafrog, Lafrog, Laproage. I can't. Oh, I, that's a, that's a, that's a whiskey. Yeah, it's a whiskey. It's an Irish whiskey. Yeah. Right. You want to, um, float that scotch sitting on top of it. So you have the initial mixture at the bottom and then you've got the upscotch and lemon juice and ginger. And then this other blended scotch sitting right on top. 
Can you send so. that to me so I spell the name of that scotch correctly? Because I'll fuck it up. Well, I can't even say it right. So I know, I, I, but I've, I've read it. Reasonable. Yeah, but if you could send that to me so I can copy and paste it, because I will fuck it up. I can absolutely do that for you. Cool. Um, so. I will jump in with my cocktail. Uh, mine is called Malice in Hollywood, uh, which actually it's Malice in Hollywood number one. It's one and a half ounces of Jim Bean black bourbon, half ounce of apricot brandy, um, and you garnish with a lemon twist. You add both ingredients in your shaker and fill with ice, uh, shake and strain into a chilled cocktail glass or tall shot glass. Uh, twist a uh, twist and swat uh, uh, a thin cut lemon uh, peel, uh, thin cut lemon peel over the top. And that is it. Pretty simple. Nothing compared to Mr. Maya's. Very, very similar. So, so yeah, that possession is something else. Yeah. yeah. So, so usually it's Brian with the fancy fucking drinks. I know. I, I kind of want to mix it up, but then I need all you guys to come over just to drink it. <laughs> I'm not sure I will. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Adam, what is your cocktail? I am. So mine's called the Astrid. I kind of went with something that was kind of fancy that she would like, but easy to make. Yeah. So I take five to six cucumber slices. Uh, you muddle those in a shaker. Then you're going to add in one half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, one and a half ounce of gin, and one half ounce of elderflower liqueur. You shake the shit out of that. You strain into a cocktail glass. You fill with ice and then top with either 7-Up or Diet 7-Up. Okay. That does have a very clean sound Yeah, very, to it, very clean it? sound to it. And it's, you know, the, the gin will absorb the, the cucumber flavor. Right. And cucumber is kind of the in flavor right now. So It is again. So my wife is starting to buy cucumber scented cleaning supplies. Oh, really? So. Yeah, you know, it goes in and out of favor. So it goes like lemon, then orange, then cucumber, then back to lemon and orange and cucumber. It's just kind of on that rotation. So she was really excited that I was able to, excited the soap you have at your house, the one yes. that smells like the Monaco. Right. I went to uh, Bath and Body Works and they actually had it in stock. So I told her, told her last time we were there and she was very excited. She is. We went and got some oh, nice. the other day because we visited uh, Gateway for the, there's a swap meet thing that goes Oh, the Urban Arts Fest? Yeah. Does cats still do that? She does. Uh, she hasn't. She hasn't done a lot recently because she she had Comic Con and everything else. But she's yeah. doing that. In, I think there's like like what two more recent farmers market or something. I think so. You can get my knife sharpened. Yeah, that'd be a good thing for you to do. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how we carry it down there because you really can't just walk around the park with a knife. <laughs> Is it just one? To put your knife, yeah. Honestly, take it in the towel and just wrap it up in the towel so you Listen, unroll the towel. Is it one of the ones with the, the case that you have? Or No, it's, it's a nice one I got that because uh, Carrie gave me that gift card. Yeah, I'd say wrap, like, like, Todd said, wrap, wrap it up in a towel, towel and then, and then like, you're put just it in like, walking a backpack around or something. That makes sense, yeah. So, you know, you know, stabby, stabby. There's always like tons of cops on there because obviously there's a lot of you know right. nefarious dealings in Pioneer Park even when there's farmer's market. So you don't want to be like walking around like Michael Myers with a fucking kitchen knife. Or you could. Or do I? You're just cosplaying. Uh, I'm so excited for that fucking movie. It looks so good. <laughs> How was Predator, by the way? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's too bad. So, it's a quick thing. Is I, I love Shane Black. I've loved all yeah. his movies, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys and everything is else. Is it a Christmas movie? No, a Halloween movie. That's why it sucks. Yeah, Where's Shane, the Christmas? Uh, Iron Man 3, or Tony Stark 1, however you want to say it. And <laughs> the thing is, he's known for having really good scripts, and... The way I summed it up was, it was like he went to like some frat boy party back in college and asked a bunch of drunk, horny college dudes what they wanted in a Predator movie, mm-hmm. and then made that movie because it was okay. dumb as hell. The, the jokes were forced, and I mean the special effects were cool. They did a lot of really good practical effects, which I do appreciate, but it was just a really bad script. So, ah, oh, Shane can't win them all. Nah. The Nice Guys was brilliant. Go see The Nice Guys instead. Yeah. That or, thing was so underappreciated. The original Predator just came out in 4K, so just get that home and drink some beer and enjoy that. You know, before so. McTiernan went into prison. It's true. You're one ugly motherfucker. That's right. So, on that side story, I went and my dad in a rare blue moon went out to see a movie together. He's like, what do you want to go see? And I'm like, oh, Shane Black, let's go see The Nice Guys. Yeah, oh, fantastic. It's, it's a wonderful movie. However, um, The Nice Guys takes place in L.A. during the 70s, and the porn scene is among it. And my conservative father <laughs> thought it was funny, but felt like he couldn't laugh because it was going against. So he's like, I'm not quite sure if this is really funny or not. Was he covering his eyes? A little bit. <laughs> and But Ryan Gosling's character, because his daughter was like, 
dad, there's whores and stuff going on. He's like, don't say and stuff. Just say there's whores here. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, it's, it's great. The, the Nice Guys is a fantastic movie. There's the running gag of Ryan Gosling getting punched in the nose like every five minutes. Yeah, and falling. And falling, yeah. Yes, it was great. Go see the Nice Guys instead of Predator. That's too bad. Well, cool. Does anybody else have anything they want to add before we uh, do some final grades and put a fork in the sucker? I think we're done. I've said what I wanted to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking done. God, please, no! 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 For writing for Gail Simone, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? I'm going to go with a B plus. Like I said, it took me a little bit to get into the book, but I really, I, the journey was great. I had a lot of fun getting to kind of where I knew it was going to go. I do want to check out the other ones. And actually, uh, right now, they're all like 60% off on Comixology. So you can get the okay. whole thing for like 18 bucks. Um, nice. uh, so I, at that price, I probably, as broke as I am, probably will dive in and get, get the rest of them. Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun. And... I kind of like the fact that you know you, Gail Simone can, as a female writer, can kind of have some over-the-top sexual stuff in there that you wouldn't, you know, people think, oh, it's a woman, she can't write like that. Well, no, she's allowed to write however she wants, and uh, just kind of shows that she can do a book that has mature themes and does a great job at it. For me, it wasn't a thing of she can't write like that. I just thought it was interesting that she did something that I don't see very many male authors being able to pull off. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. That was well, more I wasn't, my point. I wasn't saying you said she couldn't do it. I just said that. No. I think a lot of times other people think that, oh, because you're a woman, you have to do certain, you're expected to do certain things. No, it, it, was, it was a thing that I've noticed a bit is that I've just noticed that women sometimes use nudity in a different way than men do in their writing for film, for, you know, for anything. The thing I think is interesting is, is that I feel like women's use of nudity is more, can be more disturbing than what men do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, in this particular book, not in just in general, but like in this book and in, um, I think, uh, as we mentioned, like um, Westworld, it's it's a dehumanizing thing is, is what the nudity is really used for. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a sexy thing. It's a dehumanization mm-hmm. thing, which yeah, is what I, I think adds a creepy factor to it in this particular case. Yeah, and oftentimes when when um, like men are directing or writing something, there's always like the you know the, if there's like a woman in a swimsuit, you get the lingering gaze on like her, her breasts or her butt because yeah. that's what guys want to look at. And then yeah. I've noticed that with female. Just, I was gonna say just see you know Transformers, Megan Fox leaning over the yeah, and then go watch Wonder Woman with you know Patty Jenkins directing and like yes, they're a very gorgeous woman and it's kind of without revealing clothing, but it's never yeah. sexualized. It's just yeah. like you know this is what it is. So no, for sure, Mr. Todd. You know, for writing, I'm going to... The thing is, I didn't get one over. And I can't decide if it's... The art was good, but I'm not sure if it was the art or the writing that didn't win me over. So I'm going to give it a C+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to give it a provisional B- and read the rest and then kind of judge it as a whole. Because now that I know that it's like... All three volumes of the trades are technically one... Cha- one, story. one chapter of the yeah. story or one act. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I kind of want to read it that way and see. So I'm going to give it a provisional B minus. Yep, and um, I'm going to sit there with you also with the B minus. Sort of similar reasons. I, you know, similar reasons to you and Todd. Uh, I felt like the writing was good. I just wasn't completely won over by it. But I'm not exactly sure what that was. Uh, and so then for art for John Davis Hunt and yep. Qu- uh, Quentin Winter. Quentin Winter. Are sure it's not Michael Hunt? No, it's it is not Mike Hunt. Hunt. I'm looking for Mike Hunt. <laughs> uh, what is your grade, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus. Uh, I thought it was solid. I thought it conveyed the story well uh, with the art. Like I was never lost. Um, it it you know moved the story along. Uh, he's got uh, the artists here. Um, really know how to draw creepy well mm-hmm. and uh no i'm gonna give it a solid b plus cool uh mr todd you know i'll give it a b what they did to do a good job about it is the characters themselves had great detail 
And they balanced back and forth between detailed backgrounds and very vague backgrounds, depending on the situation. And I think they um, did that to great effect and balance. Sometimes it's like, oh, they were rushing here, so let's skip the background. And other times here, it's like, oh, we've got some extra time, let's put it in. And I didn't feel that way as it was going through on the art. So um, I give them a B. So they went through, they had the balance, they did creepy, they did normal, not just creepy. And they um, showcased a lot of talent coming through on this. They did a good job. Cool. So, and uh, they um, also like with their positioning and the figures, it wasn't a lot of um, repeated just like headshots or lower things. I mean, they were all there, but it's like the camera was down from below, then it was from above. You had your close ups and your pull out. So, I mean, it was a um, a very well executed and thought out layout and drawing. So, yeah, give it a B. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus as well. I, I, I like the art in it. I thought it was. You know, they, they did a really great job of showing really disturbing images. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget that picture of the guy turning his face upside down. <laughs> right. No matter how long I live. That seems to be the one thing that we keep coming back to. So that, that's how much Basically, it's, just, it's this book's Manny Bothans moment. Yeah. A little bit. But but not uh, awful. But, yeah, no, actually, yeah. really awful. Uh, well, <laughs> no, it just... In a different it, way. It, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed every page. It, um... Kind of reminded me bit, again. It's I don't know what it is. But the last couple of books remind me of Crossed a bit, like the way the art's gone through. And so, sure, I can see that. So, it kind of reminded me of that. And that was actually one of my, you know, as, as fucked up as it is, one of my favorite horror comics. So, anything that makes me think of the, at least the first graphic novel of Crossed, I will, I'll always put a point in its favor. And so. it drawn by Jason Burroughs, who also did your favorite, you know, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will also go with uh, a B. I don't have anything else to add to that. Uh, so for overall grade, what say you, Mr. Todd? You know, it's that C plus. And the thing of it is, is I'm not rushing to go get the next one. I'm going to wait for you guys, and you're going to have to convince me okay. to go ahead and read more. So, and the thing of it is, you lo- I can't point at anything and say this is bad or this wasn't done well. But so, Something didn't sit. Something well. didn't sit right. It didn't bake right. And I'm not quite sure. I can't tell you why it's not quite right, but I can tell you it isn't there. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, so I'm going to go with a B. I know I gave a B plus for those two things, but like the other two said, it was like, I had fun with it, but as far as, you know, in the end it coalesced into finally the story I want yet yeah, that's going to take off in the next two chapters, but it, it just, there wasn't much closure. And I think if it would have had that closure, I would have given it a little bit higher, but that being said, I do want to go read the next two. So it, 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 it did its job of being a prologue for a greater story. I, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, obviously there's demons in this thing. How many demons are there? Is like, there's this, you know, this place where being incarcerated, how they get there. Where is it exactly? You know, you know, if you can blow up the place, does it mean they're really spirits or what kind of thing? So there are lots of really good dangling threads that I want to see kind of where they go. But it would have been nice to have a little bit more closure at the end of this one. Okay, uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, you know, I'm at a B as well. Um, there's not really much more I can add on that hasn't been said. Uh, but I've, I'll check out the next part. Um, and I'm sitting there with at a B as well, and I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I think I might be a little bit more sold than Maya is, but uh, uh, still not completely there. But I do want to see what ends up happening out of this. So... Well, cool. Uh, that should do it for this week for Clean Room. Uh, next week, we are going to be doing a recommendation from Todd, I believe. We're doing Justice League Dark as part of the New 52, the first volume of that. Uh, yeah. Todd, do you want to give us a little preview of that? It's um, it's the magic side of the DC world getting together to so- stop a witch. Okay. Just as simple as that. Magic Justice League. Pretty magic much. Justice League. Hooray. Dark Magic Justice League. And I don't cool. look uh, as good just... in fishnet tights yeah. as Zatanna does. Nobody does. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, cool. Uh, does anybody have any recommendations? So, honestly, putting this here, Brian, would you put mm-hmm. this as the same camp as the anime Wicked City? Yeah, kind of. That one I really can... left a mark on my psyche. I think it did you too. Yeah. Oh, no, completely. I I don't remember much about that movie other than that first scene. <laughs> you know, and that's enough. Yeah. Like, that first scene is, like, burned into my head, but I don't really know if I, I remember much else past that, to be honest with you. I might have blocked it out. I don't know. Sure. So, for those who haven't seen Wicked City, I think it's an <laughs> early 90s, 80s anime 
or something yeah. like that effect. And it opens up, so it's brooding and it's dark and everything's long and languid things. But you see this guy buying the streetwalker. They're going in and she takes off all her clothes. And then all of a sudden her vagina opens up a little bit and it gets these teeth. Then the woman becomes this huge toothy vagina monster and proceeds to eat this guy and chops yeah. him up to death with this very so like big like crab leg type things that come oh. out like she's like this giant man-eating so, crab thing so, so as todd was making yeah. these hand gestures over <laughs> yeah. here all i could imagine was pac-man yeah <laughs> a little bit of that Pac-Man was going on like that. <laughs> so and i remember there was no mayonnaise with this one it was all red sauce <laughs> Yeah, it creeped me out. I remember it Brian creamed you out. Creeped. Wow. <laughs> there was no creaming going on. It was, oh, let me huddle. My testes are becoming ovaries as I wanted to hide a little. I think my quote was, finally, I've seen someone who has as many issues with women as I do. <laughs> Jesus. So, yes. for recommendation that goes along with this, go watch Wicked City. <laughs> 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 I recommend. You don't okay. sound too sure. Yeah, I know, right? I, I might need to pull that out. I've still got it somewhere. I should pull that out and watch it and go, huh, what do I think of it now? So uh, I guess I'll recommend, speaking of anime, I think you've recommended it before, but uh, I've been re-watching Fooly Cooly, uh-huh. which was this wild and bizarre uh, anime from, like, early 2000s, I think. Yeah, it's 15, um, 18 years old at this point. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I remember watching it when when Todd first showed it to me and I wasn't completely sure what was going on. Now watching it older, I have a very distinct theory as to what I think is actually going on. And I would like to sit down and overanalyze it with Todd. So I want Todd to rewatch it. So Ooh. that's why I'm recommending it. Because I want to see... Podcast. I thought about it, to be honest with <laughs> There's you. There's only really six didn't. episodes of... They're now doing a second season of this, finally. Yeah, but, but like I almost thought about like about pitching like a, a podcast of like anime for idiots. You know what I mean? Of yeah. like where we sit there and watch anime for the first time and go, Okay, did you take out of this the same thing I fucking took out of this? Because and Fooly Cooly would be like the first oh, six man. episodes. I would say or like a Kira Reverse episode. <laughs> Even no, like a Akira would be the, <laughs> the equivalent of what we did here for um, Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, that's you'd have to do Akira if you were to do that podcast. But I mean, you watch for it's six episodes. I've honestly, I've probably seen this thing whole thing ten times now. After the fourth viewing, I'm like, all right, I've got the story now, and let's watch this again. One of the great thing about anime is there's a um, there's not an assumption that you're the audience is an idiot. And it has a lot of anime, has no issue of going, here's a story of A through Z, and we're starting on L. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a pickup point and whatnot, and you're going right through there. And it's um, it can be fascinating and fun to watch. And then there's the Japanese people made this. And so my frame of reference for many of their things that they're probably assuming just isn't there. I always find truly fascinating their view on Christianity on how that gets mm-hmm. incorporated in and whatnot. So it's a lot of fun. It would, you know, I wouldn't mind doing one on Fully Cooley and going through that because that thing is bizarre and it's in all the right ways. It's bizarre. So yeah. we'll talk after. Okay. <laughs> Cause as if I need another podcast, but right. whatever. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> or is it, yeah, that could be see. kind of event based. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll discuss. Okay. I have ideas. Cool. Mr. Maya, do you have any recommendations? I do. Uh, as we record this, it just launched this last week. But as you're listening to this, you'll be in the future. Uh, the DC Universe app. Uh, I just launched this last week, and it's pretty cool. Been reading comics on, on the big TV here. <clears throat> it's got a pretty good selection of stuff from, you know, live action TV shows to movies to animated TV shows and the animated features it's got a whole bunch of specials and like behind the scenes stuff um as we record this uh since we're in the past yes uh, the first uh original series titans hasn't launched yet um but as after this episode comes out it will have launched so i'm sure we will uh at least mention it on a future episode it's either gonna be a glorious mess or fantastic in a weird sort of way 
Either, this, either way, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I mean, this was the trailer that said, fuck Batman. Yeah, fuck him. That's right. Okay. Cool. Uh, and Mr. Adam, do you have a recommendation? Uh, yes, yeah, so this is kind of random. Uh, it's, there's, I, I went through and I actually got rid of a bunch of my old board games because I wasn't playing them and I figured it makes money. Uh, and there's one I had that I hadn't touched in forever called Talisman, which is kind of like a dungeon crawl type game. But I you know, busted it out, Clark and I played it, and we actually had fun. And so we went to go look and see, you know, because there was like a ton of expansions for it. It was by Fantasy Flight Games. And it's, they lost the rights, so it was out of print for like two years. But we happened to go to a game store and find four of the random expansions. So right before we recorded, actually, we broke it out, taught Maya how to play. And we were like two and a half hours, would you say, we were playing that? Yeah, and we probably weren't even close to done. Yeah. Well, I was close to done, but then I died three steps before the final game. Um, but no, it, it was... Get good, scrub. Yeah. Shut up. If you would have sold my fucking followers, I would have won. Uh, no, it's a, it's a really interesting game. Basically, you travel around the board and you draw cards for encounters. But what happens is that as you go through, the game changes based on creatures you do or don't beat or like wandering merchants you find. So if you kind of enjoy like Dungeons and Dragons or Final Fantasy, picture that. But you're all working against each other because the only one person can win the game, and it's it's a ton of fun. It's it might be a little hard to find out because it is out of print. They were supposed to do a, like the fifth edition last year, uh, but Games Workshop hasn't really done much with it yet oh is that who has the license that's now? the guy that uh, demolition game said yeah uh but if you can find it it's about 60 bucks for the base game don't spend as much as they want for the expansions online your local game store probably has a few kicking around uh but it's a ton of fun it it, it takes an evening to play through but it's easy to easy to pick up and easy to teach and it'll just take you a while so yeah i mean does anybody else have anything they want to throw out there or we'll call it good for this week i think i'm pretty good yeah i think that's good Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Next week, we'll be back with Justice League Dark. Uh-huh. Um, and then following that, we will have Plastic, which uh, we got an interview. I think we mentioned last week, but we got an interview with the writer, Doug Wagner, who uh, was very kind and took some time with us. So we have that interview within that episode as well. Uh, so that will be the week after that. And then we'll finish up our Halloween month with Jughead the Hunger. Um, and then uh, I think probably next week or the week after we will reveal our lineup for November uh, so with that we will say thanks for listening and we will talk to you later bye, bye. bye. you were a little late on that Maya he's looking at porn on his phone I know oh that explains it at least his okay. pants are still up for now thank you for joining us for this week's episode this band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode until then you can find them on facebook instagram and tumblr as funny books and firewater and on twitter as at firewatercast go to funnybooksandfirewater.com for the most up-to-date information as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.